With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Happy Monday to everyone out there on the planet. I hope all is well. World War Three has not started yet, so that is good. And as I, I, I always like to try to find good quotes from ancient philosophers or from modern day and James Lindsay, who does great analysis, he uh, tweets yesterday, uh, quote, the secret to winning a struggle session is simply not caring about the people who are trying to perform it. People you don't respect at all can't manipulate you, uh, end quote. And I deal with that almost on a daily basis on the socials and my Telegram channel. I have, quote, subscribers. Um, it's 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 a classic trick of provocateurs to get you to get angry and emotional and say something stupid. And then they can say, aha, we got you. And then they, they can record it or screenshot it and then use it against you. Uh, and the constantly I've got agitators trying to get me to react. And as James says, the best, the best, uh, you, you know, you just don't play the game. You, that, that's how you win. You just don't play. And I think that probably irritates them uh, as well because they want attention. They're narcissists uh, and, and bullies. And so just ignore them. Do not play. Uh, don't pass go. <laughs> not being silly. All right. Some news. Um, this is pretty crazy. So the, the source here, apparently, I can't uh, understand uh, Hebrew, but apparently this is uh, from Daphne, uh, Daphna Liel, who is a political reporter at N12 News uh, in Israel. And she's saying that Netanyahu believes that the security establishment let uh, that the Israeli security establishment let the atrocities of October 7th happen in order to bring him uh down that he believes that the military echelon allowed the massacre to hurt him that's pretty far out again we don't know if this is true this is what this reporter on n12 news says in israel so again take everything with a grain of salt uh, and just one more, you know, back to James Lindsay for a second. He, uh, we've got these pro-Palestine protests now uh, in Austin, Texas. Thousands gathered. I'm looking at the video clips from Andy and Go, and he's got another good point here again. The issue is never the issue. In this case, Israel-Palestine. The issue is always the revolution. So they're using COVID, Ukraine, pro-Palestine now to advance the marxist globalist revolution in the united states uh you know uh, that's why I, I found a meme recently that best described my position it was from the tv show the office and one of the guys there's two frames the first frame it says me wanting israel <clears throat> me wanting israel to stop bombing children and the second frame is one of his female co-workers who he's grossed out by you know, he's like, ew, don't touch me. The second frame says, the gross communist who supports Palestine thinking we're allies. So just because I am, you know, I want Israel to abide by international law and do what it's supposed to, that does not necessarily mean that I am 
you know, pro-Palestine and communist and all that. So we got to have nuance. Uh, so that's going on. Uh, being reported that U.S. forces have been attacked four times by Iranian proxy forces uh, since yesterday's airstrikes, three times last night and once this morning, all in Syria. No injuries or damage to bases reported. This marks 52 attacks on U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria since October 17th. Somebody, the John Boltons of the world are itching to pull that trigger on Iran. Paul Craig Roberts again brings out his analysis, says the amount the massive amounts of aircraft, air defense systems, warships, troops, and nuclear missile submarines the US is pouring into the vicinity of Israel is not intended for use against Hamas. The intent is to open up the Middle East for greater Israel and to use Iran as a base from which to cause problems for Russia in Central Asia. If this agenda succeeds, nuclear war is inevitable. An agenda that leads to ashes should be denounced and uh, avoided. And indeed, you know, we had Lavrov, Foreign Minister of Russia, come out yesterday, say, talking about Central Asia and how the EU does not conceal plans to push Russia out of Central Asia. So we've got a new, new great game going on here. Um, it's really, I think, a tense moment in uh, history and, and and geopolitics as everyone is now on the move to get a, a better cut of the geopolitical pie. And, uh, you know, I'm, I cite a lot of these analysts. These are the top thinkers, a former Indian diplomat, Badra Kumar, India, IndianPunchline.com. And he's come out and kind of said what I've been wondering about for many weeks and months now. He says that basically India has folded into the American camp. Uh, his the, the article is titled India US are on pathway to contain China. He says the big picture is that after audaciously claiming the mantle of leadership in the global south, India is gliding over to the American camp as the US's indispensable ally, even aspiring to be a global defense hub with Pentagon's help. Uh, so there you have it. And Medvedev has come out uh, and he said, this is TASS reporting, the Taliban outlawed in Russia has contributed more to the fight against drugs in Afghanistan in the past year than did a two-decade effort by the coalition led by the U.S., which was interested in exporting Afghan heroin to Russia and other countries, said Dmitry Medvedev. Uh, all right, for a complete list of shows and our schedule offered on TNT Radio, simply visit tntradio.live. We serve up the latest live news and current affairs presented by a host of credible and expert commentators who can separate fact from fiction, truth from propaganda right here on TNT Radio. Telling it like it is. They're not afraid to be them. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. On Monday, New York City Mayor Eric Adams showed off two huge drone-like choppers that he hailed as the future and announced plans to revamp the Big Apple's main heliport so it can start ferrying New Yorkers on electric flights. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Hervari. Uh, his honor, 
watched on as the cutting-edge electric helicopters manufactured by Joby and Volocopter, including one with six different rotors, took off quietly from the downtown Manhattan heliport in lower Manhattan. Uh, The mayor says, quote, Today we are taking sustainability to the sky and our streets, and New Yorkers can feel the electricity in the air in our city as we electrify our heliport infrastructure, end quote. I'm not sure if there were any, like, drums going throughout parts of that. It's very clever. Uh, He reveals this push to churn the pad electric. That's the goal. The New York City Economic Development Corporation, NYCEDC, is currently seeking an operator to fit out the city-owned heliport with the infrastructure required to host the electric choppers, including installing charge cube stations for the helicopters to power up between flights. Adams said, quote, our vision for the downtown Manhattan heliport will create the world's first heliport with infrastructure for electric powered aircraft and put this public asset to work for New Yorkers as a hub for sustainable transportation and local deliveries. We will not only put New York City at the cutting edge of sustainable flight technology while addressing a persistent quality of life issue with helicopter noise, but also get trucks off the road and make our streets safer, end quote. Safe and effective, wouldn't you know it. Details on who would foot the bill to upgrade the city-run heliport located at the East River Piers were not revealed, but a source said it would be picked up by the operator who is chosen. As part of the proposal request process, the city is requiring the future heliport operator to start readying its infrastructure in advance of the Federal Aviation Administration granting approval, which officials say is anticipated as early as 2025. NYCEDC CEO, don't you know, Andrew Kimball expects commercial flights to start shortly after the FAA certification is granted, adding that the technology is more or less ready to deploy as soon as heliports can accommodate the cutting-edge choppers. That has a nice ring to it, Uh, sort of. I don't know if you want to use the word cutting in the same sentence as helicopters with those blades flying around, you know what I mean? But New Yorkers, regardless, could be flying across the East River in one of the electric helicopters in as little as two or three years, the CEO Kimball predicted. Uh, He said, quote, if you need it to get to JFK or LaGuardia or Newark, you hop on one of these things and get in there in 10 minutes instead of an hour, end quote. How convenient. The electric helicopters showcased are designed to sound like typical city noise rather than the sound traditional choppers make, according to Joby, one of the manufacturers. I'm not sure if that means it sounds like gunfire in the middle of the night and sirens. The newfangled choppers cost roughly as much as lower end regular helicopters, according to the manufacturing company Joby. What do you think, Kervori? Do you think this is a good idea? Would you hop on one of these things? Uh, I'm wondering if it was financed by the Turks. Uh, That's a separate story, but it's being reported that uh, Adams is being investigated, uh, that he may his uh, funding for his campaign may have come from 
uh, Turkey or Turkish actors, Erdogan. I don't know. That's interesting. But, uh, you know, great. You know, we haven't even solved uh, EVs, electric vehicles on the ground. And hey, let's start, you know, let's play around with electric choppers and electric uh, aircraft. Why why not? <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I wonder what score you're going to need to have uh, on your social credit to ride that thing or uh, you know, uh, how many soil and green credits you're going to, it's going to cost to, to take a ride. Uh, yeah. What about blackouts, right? We're going to have rolling, uh, blackouts probably in the future or, or, uh, is it going to be so expensive? Are they going to be only for, uh, you know, Bill Gates, Soros, Bloomberg, uh, and Oprah, when they gather for their, um, regular depopulation meetings in New York, New York, uh, you know, I don't know. I was actually thinking today, Ruckus, separately i think i i think i was thinking about the internet uh but um we don't we don't have to be against technology it's as everyone says it's a double-edged sword and despite all the censorship and all this insanity that we've experienced on the internet and elsewhere there have been so many great things still so you know i'll i'll, I'll take it it's 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 hey if the ev this flying electric helicopter works uh, and as it says that it'll cut a, a, an hour transit time by vehicle to 10 minutes uh, in the air. If it's affordable for us plebs and serfs, uh, and if it's safe, I like how you mentioned it. It's, it's more or less ready. You know, I'll, I'll wait maybe like a year to see if there are any casualties uh, and then uh, I might hop on it. But what do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Let's warp speed the cutting edge choppers. What nothing ever goes wrong when we warp speed technology, right, Hervori? Um, it's funny that you brought up the other thing because I was going to mention that because at the uh, the press event for this uh, thing, uh, a, a, an intrepid reporter uh, jumped in and asked him because uh, he was asking questions from the media. "Quote: Has anyone else on your team had their phone seized by the FBI?" End quote. Uh, and they kind of got scolded off camera by one of Adam's team. Uh, and the, the mayor kind of just laughed and said, come on, man, basically. But he said, quote, we're talking about helicopters, end quote. Uh, so <laughs> he didn't want to answer questions about the uh, seized devices that were taken from him while he was walking along in the middle of the street just recently. Perhaps that's a story for another day, Herbori. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm not terribly bullish right now on government in infrastructure. Uh, you know, th they always promise more than they can deliver. Even the private sector. Look at Tesla's, uh, Elon Musk's, all these promises that he's had with these. What was it called like the the boring tunnel, or, or you know, they, he was going to build these underground tunnels. I mean, a lot of this stuff. Uh, you know, when the rubber meets the road, money. Uh, the workers being able to build it none of it ever seems to pan out so um i i don't know until we see and you know if they do get this thing going you know maybe maybe it'll just be a few of these choppers and again most it won't be used by most uh people uh, any any final thoughts here ruckus well in this case the goal is you notice how they say that as part of this whole thing is it's it's to get the trucks off the street right so let's get the rubber off the road and get the the helipad, the helicopters, the choppers, the cutting edge choppers on the helipads, right? And I, I kind of, for some reason, I get scenes of Kurt, uh, was Kurt Russell, uh, one of my favorite uh, actors, Escape from New York. Uh, you know, so <laughs> that comes immediately to mind. There's probably what you know. Maybe Mayor Adams will use the uh, this electric 
a chopper. Uh, he's going to have to get to the chopper to escape from the authorities when they discover Erdogan was financing him the whole, whole time. Uh, anyways, what, what a wild world we, we live in. Uh, all right. Thank you, Rakis. Catch up with you soon. We have Lynn Taylor coming back, CommonCoreDiva.com, uh, to talk North America. Phone lines are definitely open if you want to chat with us we'll be right back tnt radio's timothy shea more and more we're seeing netflix documentaries which are completely fictional or at least in large part fictional and they're being portrayed as historical fact poll after poll after poll shows that young people who by definition have no historical context believe that what they see is what actually happened and this goes well beyond hollywood movies with their classic based on a true story disclaimer these are actual documentaries or at least they're put out as being actual documentaries when in fact they're not a documentary sticks to the facts that's part of what being a, a documentarian is all about it's not opinionaries it's not conjecturaries it's documentaries and more and more we're seeing that these documentaries aren't documenting facts they're documenting the documentarian political interpretation of facts while completely omitting facts that disagree with their chosen narrative. The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Council and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? Government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. For the first time in my life, I'm saying to myself, am I going to get a knock at the door? FBI warrant, come to the door now! The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. These individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in U.S. history. They don't go after the people that rigged the election. They go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened. We don't need to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. FBI! Our focus is shifting. Our main priority as a bureau is going to be domestic terrorism. It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. These are anti-government. We are freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. If you're talking about it for a strong America, for a proud America, I am running for president of the United States of America. We're talking about it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. By the way, I can't uh, recommend enough that Dinesh D'Souza's police state film. I purchased it last week on Rumble, 25 bucks. I highly recommend uh you do the same go out and watch it and uh put your money where your mouth is and it's an information war so the more people that watch that movie the more um you know it it is a pushback against this totalitarian system that we are living in uh, returning to the broadcast is lynn taylor of common core diva 
commoncore.com. Check out the website, bookmark it, sign up to the email list, find her on X at Common Core. Diva, how are you doing today, Lynn? I'm fine. I hope you're doing much better. I'm trying to recover. I'm still uh, had some issues, but uh, yeah, you got to keep on trucking. Got to keep on uh, trucking. You know, we got to. Uh-huh. Yep. Taking the vitamin C and all of that um, stuff. And today, I believe the topic we were going to broach was the North American uh, Union. And uh, you sent me a whole bunch of stuff. I didn't know uh, in the past you've you've done podcasts um, and, and articles on this. And, you know, from time to time, I think it's it's a good to do deep dives to to get the context, uh, you know, to figure out what, where we're going. So where would you um, like to start with this? Well, you know, Gloria, I think, first of all, people need to understand that the um, USMCA, the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement, is the framework for this North American Union. And I know that you have done some research into it. You've had some interviews uh, with former Canadian Ambassador Alan Gottlieb. And, uh, you know, I listened to that and there were some very telling things in that. I also got to looking into him and, you know, he was assigned the Trilateral Commission of North America. Uh, he also had Harvard roots. Well, you know, there's part of the problem right there. But he was also part of the Canada Permanent Mission for the United Nations. And one of the things that he was tasked with, and I believe this was from 2009, was that, you know, we have to push to make it seem like it's a North America idea and thus a North American solution to come together to have the three countries come together and sing Kumbaya and all will be well, trade will be wonderful, no one will suspect a thing that is from the United Nations, and we'll all be fat, dumb, and happy. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, I was thinking about this today. It's, it's really been a long road for them to build the North American Union. You know, look, it's, they mm-hmm. planned it. They're still planning it. Uh, they've got the Mexican president on board now who's pushing it hard. Uh, you know, Vicente Fox back in the two, you know, most of the Mexican presidents going back the, the past couple decades were, were big on it. Uh, you know, Carlos Salinas in the 90s signed NAFTA, Vicente Fox pushed the SPP, all this stuff. Um, you know, the, the way I sort of view it, the trajectory of all of this, I go back to, um, you know, the, the EU, I always say the EU is the prototype that started in, right. you know, the late 40s, 50s. Right. In ni- 1980, the Bilderberg Group, and you can go find the scan, the official scanned document of their meeting notes of the of the 1980 uh, Bilderberg meeting and in 1980 they discuss how um they want to create a North American common market basically North American Union so you can trace in 1980 Bilderberg discusses that about North America 1989 mm-hmm. you get the bilateral US Canada agreement right then in 1994 you get Mexico joining NAFTA so you got the the trilateral right uh all three countries and then as you say we got USMCA uh and then Gottlieb was um important in all of this uh I managed to do an interview with him before he passed uh and so yes, uh and, and I like and again this is fascinating research I, I I had never seen this but you sent me panel discussion on Canada's campaign for UN security council seat 2009 
And he even mm -hmm. says in here, he's talking about the UN um, and all these other organizations, IMF, WTO. Uh, and he says, he talks about the Security Council. And he says, the sovereignty of every state in the world is capable of being compromised. He's saying like, that's a good thing. That's how it should be. It is subject to the fact that they create legal obligations. That is what chapter seven is mostly about of the UN charter. And the, that charter provides that if there is found to be, if the UN council determines that there is a threat or a breach of the peace, it can dictate enforcement action. So this is the idea of all these people that we need to strip away sovereignty of the nations. Absolutely. And, you know, the article that you sent me from 2007 about the international, uh, excuse me, the Inter-American Development Bank, they were holding a mock or helping hold a mock parliament for the Canadian, U.S. and Mexican students in higher education. It was led by the then president of the bank. And I'm not very good at Spanish, so please pardon me if I murder this. Luis Alberto Moreno. And if you look at who he was, he was uh, tied up in former ambassadorship, I believe it was, uh, for Mexico to the United States. He also was very much in bed with the 1994 creation of NAFTA. Uh, he went on to say that trade had tripled between Canada, Mexico, and the United States. Therefore, global companies needed to get involved and that North America needed to be thought of as a single market. Now, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring up the particular bank was because they hold a triumvirate um, North American forum on integration. Now, a triumphant is defined as three of the most powerful individuals joining together, but not three nations. So you may want to look into who is leading what. The headquarters for this particular uh, bank is in Washington, D.C., and they, to this day, drive progress in health, education, your infrastructure, climate action, diversity, and reducing poverty. Hmm, where have we heard those before, Havorde? Sustainable development goals. The goal is to be sustainable and inclusive in our development. It also has research labs. And if you want to know the countries that the Inter-American Development Bank has jurisdiction over, basically pretty much everywhere in uh, Central America and South America, some of North America, a lot of Europe, they're in bed with the European Union. They're also part of the Institute of America's, um, no, I'm sorry, excuse me, let me back that up. They are not part of that. But I just wanted to let you know that, yeah, that's who um, is driving part of this. And, you know, it's when I discovered this, because I when I discovered this article, you know, I was I was teaching North American politics at the top globalist right. institution, Tech de Monterrey. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, Robert, Robert Pastrick would come to campus. I've, I've met him. I've interviewed him, the father mm -hmm. of the North American Union um, uh, idea. And you can just see over the years, it's it's taking them quite a while. I, I think we are already in like 50 percent in this North American Union structure. They need a few crises to really push us over the edge. But, uh, you know, this mm -hmm. this North American model parliament that for, uh, I guess, a few years it failed. But they tried to brainwash Mexican, uh, American and Canadian youth with this idea. But also that article that you found um, this interview with Alan Gottlieb, where he's again, he's pushing this the United mm -hmm. Nations Association in Canada, 
the the, the model UN. Again, the, the focus is the youth. If they can get enough of the youth to buy into this uh, idea, then they will um, succeed real quick. Uh, Lynn, we got to go to our headlines. We'll be right back. What station is this? Station. Ladies and gentlemen, TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. The Israel Defense Forces say it delivered 300 liters of fuel to a collection point near the Shifa Hospital in Gaza City, but that Hamas will not allow hospital staff to retrieve the fuel, which is apparently necessary for the hospital. Rescuers were digging through dirt in parts of a collapsed road tunnel Monday to reach 40 workers trapped by a landslide at the construction project in northern India. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. We are talking to Lynn Taylor of CommonCoreDiva.com. You go there, you'll find all of her um, stuff. We're talking about the North American Union uh, because I, I, I think in the coming months and year or two years or three years, again, this is going to become very relevant, especially in two, two and a half, three years with the next World Cup, which is going to be held uh, in North America. Canada, USA, oh. and Mexico. And that's intentional because they're back again to try uh, uh, and, and get it into the heads of the citizens of these three countries that we're not Mexicans, we're not Americans. I mean, I am, but <laughs> we're not Canadians. We're all North <laughs> right. Americans. In, 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 a way, in a way, I could be a poster child because I've got two of the three citizenships. But you know, I, I got a couple of books here. People can't see them yet, I think. But you will soon because we're going uh, to, to video hopefully soon in, on TNT. So I'm reading this book called Building the City of Man, Outlines of a World Civilization. And it talks all about getting rid of Christianity, the the, the old religions, creating a new religion, um, mm -hmm. eliminating nation states and sovereignty, establishing a global government, um, and uh, establishing a technocracy. And then a few other books here. So I, I, I'm, I'm finding more time to read now. There's this book called The End of the Nation State, The Rise of Regional uh, Economies. Uh, and then, of course, Robert Pastor's um, "The North American uh, Idea." That was the last, you know, real hardcore book on on this. And then, uh, again, this is why I say the EU is the blueprint. This book is called "The wow. Binding of Nations: From European Union to World Union." So again, they're telling you the EU is the prototype, the blueprint, and then that's what we want to do. The rest of the world regions and then bring all those regions together into one world union and and these are expensive these books that i got expensive academic books so i don't understand anyone who tries to throw out that term conspiracy theorist well tell it to these academics in these you know international institutions not me for reading their books but you you know your 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 further thoughts on what's uh, going on here well, you know, it's interesting that you brought up before the break about uh, targeting the youth, and that's precisely why I started looking into the United States-Mexico-Canada agreement, because I knew, uh, you know, uh, the whole game plan for the United Nations is to go after the youth. They chose education as the chief change agent across the world, not just in America, not just in Canada, not just in Mexico, but across the world. And the reason they did that was because they knew I can get the most people 
to change their attitudes, values, and beliefs when I attack the education system because it feels like it's coming from within rather than from out. And so one of the things that got me looking was, okay, well, we already see the kind of garbage that's being taught in our educational systems across the world, but how is this affecting education? Well, it's interesting because it's an international independent bureaucracy that is being set up. And there was an image that a few years ago, the John Birch Society set out that was a hub. So let's think of a steering wheel, okay, where you have all the nuts and bolts in the middle. That would be um, the hub of everything that's going on, all this change. And then those spokes would come out and have international committees. It's kind of like the wheel that we see for the sustainable development goals. There's always a hub. And then there are those colors that come out and grab you. Well, that's on purpose. And this particular graphic showed that there were councils or committees on every aspect of our lives to be controlled from the outside, not from within America's constitution or Mexico's framework of government or even Canada's framework of government. Now, of the 16 committees, Havore, 12 can be tied to education. So here we go. You ready? Access to goods and services will be handled under a commission on trade. So everything that's trade will go there. Anything that's agricultural, there's your first education tie right there. Okay. They'll have a commission on agriculture. Standard operating procedures, uh, that will absolutely be a committee on origin and procedures. We have a committee on textiles and apparel trade. That ties to education as well. Anything to do with customs, this will be a commission on trade facilitation. That ties to education. Sanitary and photosanitary trade. Not really sure what exactly that means. Okay, technical challenges, a commission on technical barriers that ties to education. Government procurement, there's a commission on government procurement that will be uh, tied to education as well. Cross-border trade in services, not money, but in services. That will be a commission of transportation directly tied to education. Financial services, uh, that's the commission on finance. That will be tied to education. Telecommunications, this is our commission on telecommunicating, will be tied to education. Intellectual property, a commission on inter international intelligence property tied to education. State-owned enterprises for state-owned and, mon and monopolies under education. Anything environment, the Commission on Environmental Safety will be education related. Small and medium businesses will now have what's known as the SME Enterprise Committee. Uh, competitiveness will have a uh, commission on competition that is tied to education as well. We also have good uh, regulatory practices, which will be known as the GRP committee. We have disputes in trade, will be a commission on the advanced committee of commission and, uh, excuse me, commercial development. And finally, my, uh, macroeconomics and exchange rates. This will be the macroecon committee. Yeah, you you know what what came to my mind on just examples of some of the things that you've mentioned. So you get these committees, but already 
sort of preceding mm-hmm. this buildup. You know, just some examples of what I'm seeing here. I, I think what we're seeing is behind the scenes this slow integration uh, between the three countries. This um, in the economics sphere, um, in the commercial sphere. You know, I mentioned telecoms, mm-hmm. Starlink now covers mm-hmm. all of Mexico. Um, we used to have only a few Mexican telecom providers like uh Telmex was the big one uh Telmex like for internet and and phone um now you've got Izzy Total Play and others but AT&T right the American oh, company mm-hmm. has is now present and expanding in Mexico uh and then you know what I've mentioned before uh I wouldn't try to go back to one of my old powerpoints I, I couldn't find it but I didn't look hard enough because I've got different versions over the years uh they've also have plans again to integrate the energy grids of Mexico and uh, the United States. So I think behind the scenes, all these processes are slowly going on until one day in the future, you know, it's everything you're going to wake up and you're going to find everything sort of streamlined together. Um, You know, AT&T will cover Mexico and US and and Canada and and Starlink will cover all of North America and everything's sort of going to be integrated it's like the 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 boiling frog thing you wake up and hey we're living in the north american union you know well the biggest thing i can give anyone who's listening whether you're involved in the european union or the us mca or or what other agreement is cooking up this is a way for everything to intersect between education jobs or otherwise known as workforce development your laws your regulations and your policies. So when I said this is covering every aspect of our lives, well, those already do. Every one of those covers every aspect of our lives. So this is another top-down control mechanism. I, you know, you heard before, haven't you? You know, we've seen if people have watched Alex Jones's uh, Endgame uh, film and and others, they talked a lot about this Trans Texas corridor. Do, do you recall mm-hmm. that, Lynn? Mm-hmm. That it, it seems like not much has happened uh, there. Although we're hearing a lot of talk about trains now, you know, here in Mexico, AMLO is building this massive, uh, you know, uh, rail systems, and uh, Bill Gates just—I think he now he, he's he owns the monopoly on rail in North America, something like sixty percent, if I'm not mistaken. He bought up a few of these rail lines, and so I'm wondering. If again, our future is like that dystopian film Snowpiercer, great film. It's basically about the world freezes over and like remnants of humanity live on this train, and all of the plebes and serfs live on the back as the slaves, and the elite are at the front of the uh, train. And they say, you know, in order for things to function, uh, the serfs got to live in this hierarchy, uh, you know. And so um, I'm wondering if the Trans-Texas Corridor, you know, they, they always switch gears. So maybe they're going to focus more on right. trains. And and that's what I see them doing, you know, in these 15-minute cities, in these smart cities. I live in one here in Mexico. They're, they've uh, focused a lot on building out uh, above ground uh, tra- trains and trams and, and 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 whatnot. Right, public transportation, absolutely. Well, one of the unspoken horrors of this USMCA happens to be the amount of data. And the data doesn't just stay in Mexico or Canada or the United States. This data is under international data standards. And if anybody has looked into what those are, those are handled 
as far as jurisdiction by two or three different international entities that are all tied back through our governments, back through finance, back through education, back through healthcare, back through all these other sort of things. But guess who holds the thumb over how they're standardized? It would be those who are in bed with the United Nations. It's going to use entities like the German Marshall Fund here in the United States to ensure that the data flows seamlessly. It will tie it back to the United Nations, especially using NATO, as well as former NAFTA things that are still in place under the USMCA. It will unite everyone to a Department of Commerce, which will tie us back to the Sustainable Development Goals. All innovations, and we're seeing a lot of those, you've just been talking about some, Vore, those will link to the data, the money, and the agenda, because the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development will gain more power. The OECD is the stuff of nightmares. If people yes. study the OECD, um, and they're not they're not talked about enough. You know, everyone's like United Nations, UN. You got to look at some of these other ones that no one's talking about, like the OECD. They want to create uh, a, a global income tax, basically, uh, and, and any countries that have sweet deals on income taxes, um, they want to get rid of those sweet deals. Like, uh, and they want to make sure. Uh, every citizen on the planet is um, taxed very well. And you know, they, they want to get rid of uh, loopholes. You know, when I was living in Kazakhstan, they have a flat 10% mm -hmm. income tax rate, which is pretty good, actually. T you know, 10% income tax right. rate in the U.S. Most people end up paying like 20 30%. Even here in Mexico, um, if you're working in and living in Mexico, it's like up to 20 30%, which is insane. But then you get, you know, you, you get loopholes, but... Um, yeah, OECD is is horrible. Uh, real quick, oh, Lynn, again, we, we, we got to jump. We can come back and talk about that. We're gonna jump to our break. We'll be right back. Deweaponizing weather with reality and perspective. Well, congratulations, Australia. I see you are offering citizenship or at least visas to people from Tavula because of climate change sea rise. Now, over the last century, the oceans have risen about eight inches. According to the hysterics with climate change, we're expecting anywhere from 15 to 25 centimeters of rise over the next 10 to 15 years. So that would mean that the ocean would be rising about eight inches in the foreseeable future. And of course, that would have major impact on Tavuya. Now, let me just say something. One thing nobody ever seems to bring up is the more the ocean rises, the harder it is to get the same amount of rise. Now think about it. If you have a small pot of water and you want it to, let's say, rise four inches, the amount of water you have to put in is less then once the water gets to that four inches high and you want to raise another four inches. So the fact is, is diminishing return on the sea level rise. But who am I to be getting in the way of people that are screaming and yelling about climate change? We heard a lot of these islands were supposed to be underwater now. Well, it's a good thing they're not, but apparently they will be. At least that's what the hysterics say. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. Challenging the consensus and debunking the narrative. 
This is Viewpoint. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has slammed the unprecedented infusion of private money into America's elections, calling the tactics of the Center for Technology and Civic Life, CTCL, and the Center for Election Innovation and Research, CEIR, totally unacceptable. DeSantis stated, So Zuckerberg, he spent over $400 million through these, quote, non-profits to, quote, help with election administration. But what they would do is they would require certain things to be done, like mass mail balloting, ballot harvesting, and they would focus on partisan voter turnout, basically. That was totally unacceptable. Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson doubted whether Mark Zuckerberg's highly partisan 2020 election spending was even legal. Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, commenting about an investigation by the Wisconsin legislature into Mark Zuckerberg's election influence, asked, Did Mark Zuckerberg purchase the Wisconsin presidential election? This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. It's our last segment uh, with Lynn today, but don't worry, she'll be back tomorrow. Her website, CommonCoreDiva.com. I see someone in our chat mentioning the European super state, and um, they're referring to the uh, song by Jazz Coleman and uh, metal band Killing Joke. Uh, and uh, the singer is actually an intellectual, an occultist, but nonetheless, he hits on a lot of these topics and understands exactly what is going on. And I thought I'd also mention in one of your articles, Lynn. Again, this this article is from three years ago. You got to, you know, you, again, people can go to your website and find all this stuff. Um, you talk about the Small Business Administration (SBA), and it's funny when I was teaching economics in Kazakhstan. I was using a lot of their material, the SBA, especially in, in projects where we had students um, try to create their own businesses uh, as part of the class. And you say that, you know, even the SBA, mm-hmm. and this is a U.S., uh, U.S. Is, is, I understand, a U.S. government uh, resource. It was slanted. Uh, it says you, you write that the SBA slanted the USMCA is a great way for businesses to become 21st century digitally uh, aligned. Uh, and, you know, as is typical, I, I click on the link that you posted three plus years ago. You get 404 page not found. Oh, I'm trying I'm trying to use archive.today <laughs> to see if yeah. I can get the archive. It's still processing. Um, okay. And of course, there's also the, the, you know, there's two really good options people can use. Archive.today uh, to get behind a lot of paywalls like New York Times, Wall Street Journal, um, or for websites that don't load. Uh, or uh, I think Internet Archive as well. You can try both yeah. of those. Some but people you were talking... call it the Wayback Machine. Yeah, yeah, the Wayback Machine. Uh, it, w- mm-hmm. We were discussing OECD before the break. Uh, any other thoughts on them? Yes, I had. I had one distinct thing. If you've ever heard the term human capital, that's who created it. it was the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. It is how they are redefining human beings rather than wonderfully, fearfully made, living, breathing, flesh and blood creations of God Almighty, we have been turned into what's called human capital, capital, excuse me, because we're more marketable, we're more employable, therefore we're better for the economy. Now, the economy is not 
for your economic benefit to feed your family, clothe your family, that sort of thing. No, this is for that collective economy to help your nation, your member state of the United Nations to become more prosperous. We also know that the UMCA, and this is probably not just the United States or Mexico or Canada, but you're going to have what's called the Climate Change 40 Cities or C4 Cities. It'll tie us straight to that. There's also a global task force. It's a document called the Right to the City. This will usurp all your personable rights so that your city will be able to better adhere to the sustainable development goals as well as the new urban agenda. So if you've not heard of the new urban agenda, I urge you, go look it up. If you haven't heard of the right to uh, to the city, go look it up. I think I sent every one of these to you, Havore, so I know we can make those available to whomever wants them. Um, you know, I did a show on Dr. Elena George's broadcast, Living in the Solution, where we talked about the USMCA taking your personal wealth and transferring it from you to the government. And then from an education standpoint, how it will take academics and replace them with workforce streamlined or a case system. And one of the articles that I sent you was highlighting how wonderful it was for the Mexican youth to be put in these workforce prep pipelines. We're talking human beings and we're going to stuff them in a pipeline, so to speak, for an economy's sake, not for their personal well-being or gain. Uh, and just going back to the use of the term human capital, I always, I read it as human cattle. Basically, you know, yeah, that's that that's effectively how they view view us in this neo in this you know great reset neo feudal system. I, I like uh, um, Riley Wagaman, uh, who uses the pseudonym Edward Slavsquat um, of his Substack. Uh, he talks constantly about cattle tags. They're trying to cattle tag us with these QR codes, mm -hmm. digital passports, injections. Um, and th it's funny you mentioned case, case system. Just last week, I was—I just remembered I heard someone, uh, Rick Wiles of True News, who I'm a big fan of. Um, he he was discussing on his broadcast that they want to bring in this global digital case cast system just as you're describing it where it's already you, here yeah it's already here you, you know yeah. you, you won't be able to change your position you're going to be effectively locked in uh and that you know that's pretty much it um and so uh yeah and you know unfortunately the the, the way back machine did not work uh, on that oh. small business um um SBA i will see if my webmaster article. can find it she's really good about hunting down stuff if i can't find it she'll find it it's it's kind of odd though because i went back to the the year and it's it still showed nothing but you know we we do know now unfortunately that internet archive Wayback machine does bend the rules and if they're asked by certain uh um if, if they are given requests they do actually erase some stuff so they are somewhat <laughs> compromised so we got a couple of minutes left other thoughts sure. uh lynn absolutely well i just want to leave us for tonight's part with this that lawmakers and policymakers, and remember policy is not law that they will be given more power as your power is reduced so that these committees that i named can rule over us so remember 
It's controlling your price, your product, and your services, and you are going to be considered a price, I have a price on your head, you'll be a product of the system, and you will be giving them services, not you serving your family. That's, you know, that's, it's all very uh, unfortunate. That's why we need to be yes. talking more about these um, issues, raising awareness. Uh, I, you know, as I was discussing with Ruckus, a lot of their dystopian plans, most of them don't go the way that they want. Um, you know, maybe they'll be pushed through, but not exactly the, the way that they thought. And, and right. you know, j just looking at regional integration using South America as example, because it's a basket case, South America, but mm -hmm. um, they've been running multiple versions of South American integration. Uh, it's like, you know, you've got a, a different horses. Th that's how difficult uh, it, it has been. You've got UNASUR, which is like the Union of South American States. And then you've got Mercosur. And then you've got this other organization called uh, ALBA, uh, I think. And so... Uh, it's mm -hmm. it's so difficult that they've got to uh, attack it from different angles and then see which horse is going to win or you know merge them uh, together and so but I I ultimately think and who knows maybe all this stuff is going to collapse before they even get to really um, achieve it nobody knows uh, but yeah any any other um, thoughts any other thoughts well you know. Uh, tomorrow night, when we pick this conversation up, we're going to talk about uh, how education is directly related to where you live, where you work, and all that kind of stuff. And we'll go from there. And and, and something else um, that just came to mind, we're also seeing, again, a lot of this cross-integration um, where you see Tesla is opening up in Nuevo León, Mexico, mm -hmm. the, the power plant. Mm -hmm. uh, and so... You're you're seeing this sort of inter, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, we're, we're this interdependency in in the regional yes. space. So what used to be this globalized interdependency, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about deglobalization, and that now it's nearshoring and and regions. And I think this is actually a pivot towards um, it is to, to towards exactly towards pushing towards this world government. Right. Which is again, it's they have to have the regional unions to form this world uh, government, and so nearshoring is going to help them do that. So in, mm -hmm. in this case, we're we're talking about North America, and so you're going to have Mexico, USA, and Canada uh, integrating uh, much further, as you were discussing telecoms, uh, manufacturing, auto industries. So U.S. outsources that stuff to Mexico. Uh, Mexico outsources its physical labor right to the U.S. Uh, and and so on and so forth and so uh, a little over a minute uh, left any other uh, any final thought then for us on the North American Union tune in tomorrow night to see what other things we can give you so that you can identify where this is going on and remember if you're not in the areas we're talking about look at what's going on and where you live because it's coming it is absolutely marching its way to your door and only you can stop it yeah, every, this is happening in every region. If you live in Southeast Asia, you're you are in ASEAN. Uh, if you're mm -hmm. in Central America, Bukele is talking about a Central American Union right now. And I highly recommend if people haven't seen uh, Dan Dix out in Canada, Press for Truth. He does amazing work. He uh, did this fantastic documentary called "United We Fall: Three Nations, Two Sides, One Union." You go to Press for Truth, you'll find the uh, or you can find the BitChute version 
I was taken down from YouTube. Uh, that's a great primer as well. Alex Jones's Endgame, Dan Dix's United We Fall. Thank you, uh, Lynn. We're out of time. CommonCoreDiva.com. We'll talk tomorrow. Okay. Thank you.